0: Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing hello and thanks for joining me today i we just came off easter weekend with our family and i hope that all of you had an incredible easter with your families and your friends um recently while i was reading my scriptures i came across something that just kind of stuck with me and um it kind of led into this, what some of the feelings I had over this weekend. So I'll share with you what I was reading. Um, Lehi, he, um, gives all of his sons basically, and the sons of Ishmael, a blessing, a father's blessing. And it's in second Nephi chapter one. And he, um, also Zoram, who was the servant of Laban, uh, who went with the family, he gave him a, um a sort of a father's blessing and this is what he said to Zoram and now Zoram I speak unto you behold thou art the servant of Laban nevertheless thou hast been brought out of the land of Jerusalem and I know that thou art a true fan- friend unto my son Nephi forever the thing that stood out to me was that um Zoram Lehi recognized that Zoram was a true friend to nephi and if you think about how zoram came to be with the family he follows nephi um out out in jerusalem he follows him out of this and realizes it's not his um, master laban and he gets panicked but then he makes uh, an agreement an oath with nephi that he will stay with him and that he will come with them into the wilderness and i love that Lehi recognized that Zoram was a true friend to his son, Nephi. So with that, um, I also, these are just the things that kind of build up in my mind as I'm, I I get a thought and I put it down and I'm like, oh, and then more thoughts just keep coming to me. So my brother, Matt, who's two years older than me, he turned 50 this Sunday on Easter Sunday. And on Friday, Matt and I, my Matt and I, my husband, Matt and I drove over to celebrate his birthday, um, with cake and and just conversation and food and just a great evening. And, you know, for me in my youth, Matt, my brother was one of my best friends. We would play basketball together. We would go do any activity that was physical. Um, we would talk, we'd hang out. We would, um, just have a good time play games watch things together swim together we had a pool growing up and as a teenager and so my brother matt and i had a special connection when he got home from his mission in guatemala we were able to go to ricks college together as brother and sister now matt is got olive skin and he's got dark hair and he's taller And I am blonde and fair. And so people didn't realize we were brother and sister, but I actually had both my brothers there, but it was very comforting for me specifically to have my brother Matt there because we pretty much did everything together. Um, along with my brother, Dave, we worked in the same building. We were janitors at four to 7.00 AM. My brother, Matt and I, we went to we picked classes together. So we have always had this special bond. And so As we celebrated his birthday, I thought about what a wonderful friend he has been to me throughout my whole life. Also, my niece, who got married a week ago, she had her wedding reception down south in Oregon, and we gathered together to celebrate her and her new husband, Forrest. And um, I looked around and I had my, you know, again, my sister-in-laws, my sister, my brother's And I just felt this deep gratitude for the friendships that we have for the love that we have for one another. Um, they are my closest friends and I'm so thankful that heavenly father has allowed us to, um, have friendships in our lives, specifically with those that are closest to us, which are our siblings and also other people in our lives. So with that thought, I wanted to share with you a few people from the scriptures And from different, uh, from saints volume three, that friendships did so much for their lives. So I brought up to you about how Zoram was a true friend to Nephi. Well, I also thought about Hiram and Joseph. And a lot of times when I think of my sons, Carter and Hayden, I, I kind of jokingly, but in a part of my heart feel they're kind of like a Joseph and Hiram Uh, Carter has always been there for his brother, Hayden, and he's always been a true and loyal friend to him and Hayden the same. And Hiram was older than Joseph and, um, M Russell Ballard. He, uh, gave a really incredible talk in October, 1995 about Hiram. And the talk, the name of the talk was Hiram Smith firm as the pillars of heaven so he gives some examples from Hiram's life and one of the things that he said about Hiram is um, he and a great example from Hiram's life was that he wanted to follow um what occurred in the restoration and so um his mother Lucy Max Smith when Joseph came and told the family About his experience that he had in the sacred grove, Hiram received this information with great joy. And um, Lucy said that they sat in a circle and they gave the most profound attention to Joseph. And Joseph had never read the Bible through in his life. So there was this contrast that Elder Ballard brings up about, you know, Laman and Lemuel when their younger brother comes and he shares with them his. His experiences, his spiritual experiences with what visions he saw, they were jealous and angry. Um, Also, Joseph, who was sold into Egypt, his brothers were jealous and angry and had animosity towards him. But Hiram Smith, he had faith and joy and love, and he listened to his brother's message. And the Lord let him know in his heart that what Joseph was telling him was truth. And he was faithful to Joseph for their entire lives, even into death. Also Hiram was very selfless. And, um, Lucy Max Smith said that he, um, he was rather remarkable for his tenderness and sympathy. So when Joseph was a young man and he was afflicted with severe pain in his leg, Hiram would relieve his mother and he would sit beside Joseph almost 24 hours a day for more than a week. Um, to be there for Joseph. And he was a young man. He also extended his friend, uh, his hand of friendship to others. And he um, was very loved. And he, Joseph said about him, if Hiram could not make peace between two who had fallen out, the angels themselves might not hope to accomplish this task. So Heavenly Father provided Joseph with an incredible friend that was absolutely true to Joseph his entire life. And even when others betrayed him and walked away from Joseph, Hiram never did. So while we were um, spending time with my brother for his birthday on Friday night, Matt, he happened to share with me where he was, he had been reading in Saints volume three about a 17 year old young man from Germany named Helmuth. And, um, I was so intrigued by Helmuth's story that I went and watched a video on YouTube about Helmuth and, um, what he went through. So Helmuth was a young man that, um, happened to get his hands on his, um, his brother's old radio that he had had in the military. And he was, um, <clears throat> They, most Germans had to had cheaper radios that were provided by the gov- the Nazi government, and they had very few channels and limited reception. But because Helmuth had this older brother who had gone in the German army, he was given a high-quality radio from France. And so um, when he got home, Helmuth was able to obtain that. Now, Helmuth was a strong member of the church. He, like I said, he was 17 But he loved the gospel. He had a firm testimony and he was very committed to the church. Um, His mother, she worked really long hours. And so he lived with his grandparents and they were also members of the church. Um, So Helmuth, one time while he was um, on his radio, he recognized that he could hear the BBC he could hear France, he could hear England, and he could hear the truth about what was going on with Germany and Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. So he told his friend, Carl Heinz, look, um, come to my house and I want to share with you what I'm hearing. So Karl couldn't believe it. He thought this was crazy and that he had had this better radio that he could get these channels. But he, Helmuth was very, very interested in politics and he liked to listen to the enemy on the radio during the wartime. Um, so, anyway, Helmuth decided uh, that he was going to start making flyers and he was going to pass them around to kind of tell people what the real story was because they were very limited on their information with their three channels and the propaganda from um, Adolf Hitler and the Germans, the Nazi Germans, the Germans. So anyway, he started making flyers and his friend Carl would help them uh, be distributed to the best of their ability. And again, remember, Helmuth was 17 and so was Carl. Um, They really like to listen to the ally information. And um, so they would rig up an antenna and it would allow them to get a lot of information on different broadcasts. But What happened was that Helmuth, um, started to, things started to get unscrambled a little bit and the Gestapo started to realize there was something going on. So they came and they arrested Helmuth and he went to prison, but he had told Carl, his friend, and he had another friend, Rudy, but primarily Carl, that he would never like reveal like he wouldn't overturn him. But um he was put in prison and he was beat up. And um eventually they did come and arrest Carl because they thought that there were adults behind this prop this these flyers that they were passing out to try to tell people what was really going on and what the plans were of the Nazis. And so he has Carl who is doing this and Carl eventually gets arrested. And so in August 1942, Carl gets dressed, and so does Helmuth and they are and Rudy and they're taken to a trial. And while they're in the courtroom, um, there's these judges that have been appointed by Adolf Hitler. And for hours they listen to witnesses and the Gestapo detail all this evidence that about these boys because they thought there were more people behind all this. And it was truly just three teenage boys being head by Helmuth and then specifically Carl. And so um, uh, the, at first the, the court was focusing on Carl and Rudy, the friends, and then they turned all their attention to Helmuth, but Helmuth wasn't intimidated, even though he was 17. And so the judge was very angry and he said, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And Helmuth said, because I want the Germans to know the truth. And the courtroom was very exploded in anger. It says in, in the saints, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing from the saints portion of it, that they were so angry. They couldn't believe that he said what he said. And he had told them that he did not think that Germany could win this war. And so they were so angry that the judge said, you know, you are vermin and you are, traitors. And so he sentenced Helmuth at 17 to death for high treason. And the room was completely silent because they couldn't believe that this judge was going to sentence this 17 year old boy to death. And someone in the courtroom whispered the death penalty for a lad. They were just kind of shocked. But anyway, they told Carl that he was going to spend, Carl is Helmuth's good friend that he was going to spend five years in prison, and Rudy had to go for 10. So the boys were completely shocked. Um, and Helmuth said, "Look, you kill me for no reason. I have not committed any crime, and I've told you the truth. Now it's my turn, but your turn will come." So at a very in the late afternoon before uh, Helmuth was put to death, um, they were brought together and it said that as they shook hands, um, Carl then, cause they were they're, they're put in a room and Carl embraced Helmuth and he looked into Helmuth's eyes and saw large tears. And he told him goodbye. And they went and they executed Helmuth and then Carl stayed in prison. But one thing that, um, really affected Carl was that, um, when they went into this large room that was a waiting room, normally they wouldn't allow these friendships to see each other, but they happened to make a mistake. And while they were leading Carl into the room, Helmuth, um, saw Carl out of the corner of his eye and he gave him a smile. And Carl realized that Helmuth had been true to his word. And um, even though they had captured Carl and they had found it through other avenues, he knew that Helmuth had been a true friend. And sadly, Helmuth died as a martyr um, for truth. He had done nothing wrong. But Carl had been a true friend to him and even through his death. Okay, so then I thought about Alma and Amulek. And, um, remember the situation with Alma and Amulek and and Amulek's family is burned and killed. And Alma is trying to establish the church and clear pride that's in the hearts of the people and help them become humble. And he's trying to get them to gather and watch and pray and be careful. And I've always loved, I've shared with this in the past episodes. One of my favorite verses in the book of Mormon is in Alma chapter 15, verse 18. And it says, and now, as I said, Alma, having seen these things, therefore he took Amulek, meaning Alma, after he had tried to establish the church and get, get the people to overcome their pride and um, watch and pray and serve one another. He took Amulek and came over to the land of Zarahemla and he took him to his own house and he did administer unto him in his tribulation and he strengthened him in the Lord. I think Alma was a very, very good friend to Amulek. And I do think that he loved and cared for him and administered to him in his need as a friend. The other friendships that I thought about were Alma, the younger and the sons of Mosiah. So if you remember, they served a mission for 14 years, right? And when Alma um, had gone through some time and he'd been on a journey, uh, he'd been to the land of Manti he happened to meet up with the sons of Mosiah as they were heading towards Zarahemla. And it says in Alma 17, that these sons of Mosiah were with Alma at the time the angel first appeared unto him. Therefore, Alma did rejoice exceedingly to see his brethren. And what added more to his joy is they were still brethren in the Lord. So Alma had so much joy because these friendships that he had had from a younger years, they had still been strong, wax strong in the knowledge of truth and sound understanding. And to see his friends, he literally lost strength because the joy overcame him. And so they truly were friends for, with deep love and care for one another. Okay. The other thing that I thought about was in the old Testament about Jonathan and David. So Saul has a son named Jonathan and in Samuel for Samuel chapter 18, it says it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. I think that's probably one of the most beautiful friendship scriptures there is that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. So, you know, what we know is that David was very jealous. I'm sorry. Saul was very jealous of David and Jonathan was such a devoted, loyal friend that he would warn David of his father and protect David so that he would not be killed by Saul. And uh, Jonathan made a covenant with David and you know, what's interesting about their story is Jonathan was to receive the kingdom the because Saul was the king, right? And there was no jealousy in him that David was this incredible warrior that had killed Goliath that, um, was going to receive the power to become King, but there was no jealousy in him. Um, But his dad, on the other hand, was always jealous of David and, um, Jonathan at times, you know, he would make sure that David was protected from death from his father and David and, uh, Jonathan had become such close friends that instead of, you know, being jealous, like I said, and worrying about David's success and him becoming the next King, Jonathan rejoiced and he demonstrated his friendship and his support for David and hence the scripture. And it came to pass that when he made the end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. I loved, I love the story of Jonathan and David. I think it's probably one of the most touching ones to me in the old Testament. Um, I also, while I was thinking about friends and friends from the scriptures and Helmuth from saints, volume three and Carl, I thought about the strength of youth because really the book is the strength of you. So for all of us, and it talks about friends, it says, everybody needs good and true friends. They will be a great strength and blessing to you. They will influence how you act, think and act, and even help determine the person you will become. They will help you be a better person and will make it easier for you to live the gospel of Jesus Christ. Choose friends who share your values so that you ca- they can strengthen you and encourage each other. You can encourage each other in living high standards to have good friends, be a good friend, show genuine interest in others, smile, and then let them know that you care. Treat everyone with kindness and respect and refrain from judging and criticizing those around you. Do not participate in any form of bullying. Make a special effort to be a friend to those who are shy or lonely, have special needs, or do not feel included. As you seek to be a friend to others, do not compromise your standards. If your friends urge you to do things that are wrong, be the one to stand for the right, even if you stand alone. You may need to find other friends who will support you in keeping the commandments. Seek the guidance of the Holy Ghost as you make these choices. On um, Thursday, Gannon had his first track meet, and he is doing hurdles and long long distance running. And while he was practicing his hurdles, there was a young man from the other team, and that was saying very inappropriate things and Saying swearing again, and because he was trying to protect a kid that was being hurt, and it was very touching to see that um, one of the young men in our ward, Dagan, who um, is older than Gannon, he defended Gannon and he um, asked Gannon after, "Are you okay?" I think that is a true friend, someone that cares about you and stands up regardless of what's going to happen and the repercussions. And it touched my heart to see that 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 Dagan as a as a fellow young men and young Men's, showed friendship to Ganon and helped him to feel like he wasn't alone and that there was someone that, or that had his back. So before I read the last couple of quotes that I have, you know, what what can you do to thank those people in your life who have been really good friends to you? and have lifted you up and strengthened you and been there for you and nurtured you and had their souls knit with your soul and, um, been true to you at all times. Uh, do you, can you think of people? And if you can, what can you do to show them your love and gratitude for their, their role in your life as a friend? Um, Joseph B. Worthland said, The compassion of Christ like friends deeply touches and changes our lives. In the goodness of genuine friends, I have seen the reflected mercy of the Lord Himself. I have also been humbled by that knowledge that the Savior regards us as His friends when we choose to follow Him and keep His commandments. And then Henry B. Eyring said All of us need true friends to love us, to listen to us, to show us the way, and to testify of truth. To us, So that we may retain the companionship of the Holy ghost. You must be such a true friend. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you have a wonderful week and that you can reach out to those of your, in your lives who have been true friends and thank them for all the things that they have done to strengthen and build you and nurture you in your life. Have a great day. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.